Hey everybody, welcome to Pedal Pushers. This is episode five. I'm Zach. And I'm Matthew. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. We have a new uh, thumbnail. Oh man, it's terrific. It's great. It's from our uh, our buddy Danny. Danny. Um, shout out to sh- Danny. Shout out to Danny. What's Danny's last name? I don't want to mess it up. Heinz. Yes, like um, the ketchup. Right. Well, you know, you see people's Instagram handles and you're like, oh, that's their last name. And then you're like, oh, that's not their last name at all. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, but Danny, uh, he's a character designer. He works for like Cartoon ne- Network, does a lot of great stuff. Cool. And I reached out to him and said, hey, could you draw Matthew and, and I in a, in a very a variety of formats? Some pro- provocative, some not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, he hit us back with these and they're just great. So we're super happy about that. I was, I was very stoked because I showed June my two and a half year old daughter. And I said, who is this? And she said, that's Zachy and Daddy. <laughs> If if a kid can recognize us, that that means you did a, a, a terrific job. So appreciate it. It's very cool to be in cartoon form. Yeah. Now we just have to have a cartoon. I think so. <laughs> Various adventures. Yeah. Us solving pedal mysteries. There's way worse cartoons out there. Trust us. We've we're yes. we're parents and we have to the, watch stuff the pedal pushers chocobot hour. <laughs> Gosh. We could also turn into to robot chocolate bars. Hey. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That would be cool. <laughs> so what's up this week, Zach? Well, this week we got the big push, and we're going to talk about that bad monkey situation. It's the the hottest thing on the pedal internet since ever. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to just say that this is not an attempt to capitalize on the uh, hype train that is... I don't, it might have slowed down a little bit since it all started, but I feel like when, it, when this all dropped... Yes. Literally, everyone and their mom started making YouTube and different videos. Yes, talking about this. So I, I, I will go on the record to say that I, I want this to uh, spur on like more listeners yeah. for the show. Well, we need more listeners for the show. Yes, but yeah. But I thought that that you know we should be try to be topical. I know we're only out every every two weeks, so we we're going to be a little late on this one. But I thought there was enough juice, and I had some interesting angles that I wanted to talk to you. Well, Zachary, specifically why I thought that you would have some good, interesting takes about this. And, and let's face it. Yeah. We're the two smartest guys out there. Anyway. <laughs> Man, anybody that knows me, they know that's not the case. But I'll tell <laughs> okay. But I, I feel like that I know, I to quote Donald Rumsfeld, I know, I definitely know what I don't know. Okay. You know, all the unknown, know, you know what I mean? That, that classic Donald Rumsfeld quote. I'm, I, it's been 20 uh, years. Let's talk about the Iraq war. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. No, but my point is, I, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest person, but I definitely know how stupid I am. Sure. So I will know my limitations. So a lot of what I wanted to talk about this is just asking you a lot about the demos that Josh did. Sure. Sort of like what his goals for the demo was. And then since you're a clone guy, yeah. sort of like that angle with this as far as a lot of the internet sort of... Uh, What's you know the the German word for when you you uh, enjoy other people's misery? Oh yeah, I can. I don't know how to actually pronounce it. I've only seen it written. Is that Schadenfreude? Yes. Is that how you actually pronounce uh, it? I bl- something like that. Yeah, I've read it so many times, but I've actually. So the idea that there's a little bit of that going on with like, see, you can get that tone, and you guys are paying eight thousand dollars for it, but you could pay fifty. Right. All of those different angles. But the first thing I wanted to talk about is sort of. Let's encapsulate sort of what happened, but I really think the most important thing is what was the point of Josh's initial video? Right. Like, you know, I watched it this morning. Mm-hmm. 
in full. And I thought that it was a, 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 a an interesting idea to kind of, which it's something that he's hit on before, which is here's an old pedal that nobody likes. Right. And it sounds good and it's cheap. And here you could get good tone for not a lot of money. Right. That's essentially what it was about. Yeah. 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 And, you know, it's funny to me because having been in the guitar world, having been interested in guitar pedals as long as I have, yes. I remember when that pedal came out. Yeah. And I remember I've had one and I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. This sounds I fine. Had a, I had a Digitech delay on my board. Yeah. Like, and I was always looking at that stuff when they came out. They were, they were, it's a, it's a fine circuit. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the idea that you can take something inexpensive and cop the sound of an expensive thing is, um, I, I think that's something that a lot of people are interested in. Yes. Because not, not many people have the money to throw around to buy a Klon necessarily. Yes. But. Or some of the other ones that he showed off, like right. the Zen Drive and the Full Tone. Right. You know, so all, all and the, the TS-10, which are yeah. all getting expensive. Oh yeah, if you want to buy one, yeah. And then the ironic thing is, most of those were not that expensive. Like if you look at what a Klon costs new now, you're like, man, that's a great price for a boutique pedal. You know, if that's if you bought it when it first <clears throat> like, came out. You know, yeah, th- yeah. three hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's an interesting thing. But it, it, in normal um, JHS fashion, it yes. causes a bit of a yeah. hysteria. <laughs> it's a funny thing, and that's and that's a, probably the biggest point that I wanted to sort of discuss is that like I think a lot of what ends up happening is that we're reacting more to the reactions than yeah. the actual video itself yeah which is the reverb prices and people being mad at Josh for raising the prices right boutique fans being mad at Josh saying that he's he's wrong because it actually doesn't sound good and Michael on does and I, I what I want to ask you is that like I tried to find a lot of those the initial reaction and then mostly what I see is the reaction to the reaction. I don't necessarily know how many people like reacted negatively to this. Right. A lot of it is that like, I think it's a comment section, negative reaction. Most of the time. Yeah. That's a lot of the places that I was seeing. Yeah. Did you see some negative reaction to it? Well, just, it just, so the, the only place that I really kind of spend any time and maybe this shows my age, uh, but like is Facebook. Um, yeah, because I, I you're not on Harmony Central. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I probably still have an account somewhere yeah. an old Hotmail. Oh my gosh! You know? But um, because of that pedal show, that that's like the group that I normally interact with. Yeah, because I don't I don't go on the forums. No. Uh, I'm just on Instagram, and then I use Facebook because I have since it came out. So it's kind of yeah. like just habitual. Sure. Um, but yeah, you know, people moaning about you know, or 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 just mocking anyone that would be willing to spend that amount of money on something uh, now. On the Klon or on the the revised Bad Monkey price? On the Bad Monkey. Yeah. Uh, You know, just saying, you know, this is so stupid or, you know, these people are idiots. But then you also have the same people who are trying to capitalize on it at the same time. Yes. So I don't – all of, like, the fervor and mania that goes along with it is – like some of it I get, and then some of it it just it's really annoying to me, and I get tired of this stuff very quickly, almost immediately. And I was surprised you actually agreed to do this episode, <laughs> considering <laughs> I knew how annoyed you were about it. Yeah, and it's funny because it's not uh, necessarily about what Josh did. I think no. Josh's video is is insightful, and I think it's really interesting in a lot of ways. And I have a couple questions for you about that, but I think that it's 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 typical internet mm-hmm. where you end up reading so much about 
people commenting about the reaction of other people and then it goes down a rabbit hole so quickly that you really don't know like who who are we actually talking about here like are right. we like you said are we are we making fun of people that are willing to pay $300 now for a bad monkey are we making fun of people that spend $1000 on a clone because they don't have to because they don't need to to get that kind of tone right are we are we are we who are we getting mad at the people that got mad at Josh for you know what it it just it descends so quickly where i think the interesting question is talking about you know circuits and overdrives and how mm-hmm. how you can take any overdrive circuit and make it sound good yeah and, well, I, and i think that was really the biggest thing that i got out of it is that he had a great mix mm-hmm. sitting with the band they always sound good oh yeah and well they have it, a super pro setup it's a pro and operation. i think that's kind of the thing i took out of it was that like man you could take any pedal and put it in there, and you're going to get a great sound because you've got a whole thing created around it. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I like that part, which is like, oh, I could you could take anything and make it make it awesome. Well, and I think that is ultimately the point of the video. Now, yes. I haven't watched all of it. Yeah, um, because I after I saw it, here's here's how I I treat YouTube. Unless it's something I am like super into, mm-hmm. I'll see a video, and then I'll go, oh, okay, I'll watch that later. <laughs> And then on the weekend when I'm like picking up around the house, I'll have it. You'll on have it on finally, in, in, in like yeah. on the TV mm-hmm. in the den, and I'll like kind of you know have it in the background. Yep. But I'm very rarely when these happen. Like I don't give a shit about the bad monkey, um, or or the clon or any of those things. Like as far as like people ref, you know like making them sound like each other, I get Josh's point, and the point is he has a YouTube channel and he's trying to like make videos that people are interested in watching yeah and i um like i wasn't i was not interested because i don't care uh and i know that that sounds kind of harsh but that's that's the truth and why you know uh, so often people like like if i said that to a group of people they'd be like god you know zach's kind of mean it's like i'm not mean it's just like i'm allowed to not care about things yes and but um but but yeah, the whole point of like you can make anything sound good, I think is ultimately the the entire point of the video. Yes, and it is true if you know what you're doing. Yes, you can make anything sound and I, good. And, and that that other side of this got me thinking about you know sort of how to, sort of how good gear is now. Yeah, and how good you know amps and guitars and signals and stuff. And thinking about some kid buying a bad monkey in 2004 and mm-hmm. plugging it into their Flex Tone Two. Yeah. And and trying to figure out how to get it to, to sound good, and it probably wasn't going to happen. No, and, I mean, and like, I think that's sort of the interesting thing about plug, like the way we've sort of progressed as far as gear, mm-hmm. and, and like this, like I mean, it's like almost everybody has like a really good setup now, yeah, and understands how to do like their power supply correctly, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. And yeah. I do think that's a factor on why something like that could you know be plucked out of you know, time and then put into a, uh, a situation like that and then sound really good. Right. And I mean, that's, <clears throat> I mean, I think ultimately now these days, the reason why a lot of these pedals kind of come back into people's consciousness is exactly what you said. Now everyone has an amp that's decent Yep. and it's hard to get a bad amp yep. like starting out. But when that, wait, okay, it's 2004. Is 2004. Yeah. So I mean, I, I say that because I had recently had a Flexstone 2 in 2004. Yeah, the, so like yeah. The, the, the Line 6 stuff was still 
yeah. pretty prominent as like your entry level thing. You had some of the solid state fenders stuff. A lot of crates, a lot of, a lot of line crates. six spiders, you know. Yeah, you know. Uh, uh, PV modeling things and stuff. Like, you didn't really have, I mean, there was the hot rod DeVilles and all those things too. Yeah. Um, but as far as anyone being able to just go to any guitar store in the country or in the world. In the world. And, and walk in and walk out with an amp that right out of the box is going to take pedals great and sound great without anything into it but a cable and a guitar yeah. is totally viable. And that was not the case 19 years ago. Yeah. So, um, especially at that price point, because oh, no. I mean, you're looking at, at, you know, small fender combos and then Marshall stacks and all that stuff. And then, yeah. you know, nowadays, you know, there's just all kinds of choices that you can make to get really good tube driven tones. So I think that's a huge factor there. And I think that, yeah. you know, that's, that's another part of this. So, you know, I want to hit on something you just said, which I, th- I thought was really interesting. When you when you come across all this stuff, like the noise of YouTube, and you're like, okay, yeah. here's another, you know, uh, video. I'm I'm the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even watch this video until it started. Like, okay, what? I like wanted to watch it because I'm like, what did he actually do here? Right. Yeah. Sure. Because so when you're trying to make those kind of decisions, like you know, being in the industry and being you know super busy all day and hearing all that stuff, like. When you see something like that, like what would what actually gets you to stop and watch something like that nowadays? Either the community, like blowing up about it. Yeah. And I would I I, I have a rule now at work. I try not to watch YouTube. Um, the only thing that the guys will catch me watching is usually tested, and watch Adam Savage mm-hmm. like building something. Um, but so I only watch YouTube at night, typically by myself or on the weekends. Yeah. Um, so if it's not like the community staring it. It just is going to be that is completely pertinent to my interest or I am so uh, interested in <clears throat> like the channel and the host that I just want to hang out with them. Yes. Um, and, and, and not that's not a that's not a dig against Josh or any of those guys. Not that I don't want to hang out with them. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. But um, like more often than not, the channels I'm watching aren't guitar related well that's kind of that's that's the interesting part of this because i've gotten to that point too yeah when you've been in the industry long enough there's so much stuff it's like you know i mean i don't even really watch dipped in tone unless it's somebody that i want to hear from right yeah i mean part of it's because i I, because part of it's because i hang out with you all day (laughs) and i talk to Rhett. but it is an interesting thing for all of us you know people in the industry and what you watch is like i feel like this kind of pushed through Mm -hmm. all of that to make it go like okay like this is something that we have to talk about. Yeah. Well, maybe the first thing since the Gibson hostage video. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Um, That was a great one. But I think your, your, your bullet point here about, yeah, let's keep going. The demo with the full band mix. Yeah. We, Um, I mentioned that already, but that's a key point here. I think we should talk about. So for everybody watching it, um, like, and and I think this is true across, across every YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, after you've watched something so long, you know how it's going to sound. Yes. Like Pete Thorne's videos always sound good and it always sounds like Pete yep. to the point to where I don't watch them anymore because it doesn't matter. I got you that know? way with RJ where it's like RJ's playing a new pedal. I'm like, no offense, RJ, but you're going to make this thing sound amazing. Right. And I will sound just there's no way I'm going to approach that. So right. it's like it's not it's not for me. I, I it, do feel to RJ's credit. He does his style. He will He'll switch his styles. Drastically yes. change his style to yes. to 
to better reflect which what is great but it's does. still my point stands yeah it's so good the anderton's that pedal show it's like it's always like you know the sounds it's it, that's what like a lot of the fatigue for me watching especially like demo related things or playing related mm-hmm. things is because of that i would much rather watch i like that pedal show when they're just like sitting around talking or like doing the guitar vlogs where they're taking stuff apart yeah because to me, I want to be involved in that and yeah. not like, hey, here's a bunch of chorus pedals. That's cool. And that's the, I know a lot of people need that, mm-hmm. but I personally don't need it. And I don't watch it just to watch it. Yeah. If I'm going to spend the time to watch something, I want to be entertained. But to your point, um, you say, how does how does the, the style of the demo the, affect the results and all the equipment? Yeah. So <laughs> even if you only take... The only variable, the only variable that changes is the, the pedal. Yes. So if they don't touch an EQ, if they don't touch a mic, if they don't change guitars, n- nothing else changes. The fact that it's going through such quality things is going to give you the best representation of what that pedal can do. But it also, I think, will make it sound. It, I don't know if it's going to make it sound better than it actually does, but. Uh, it's going to make everything sound good. Yeah, and and the way I thought about it was, if you gave take a bad monkey right now and sit down and plug it right into your board and just you know start strumming on it, and then you've got your all your you know how is that going to stack up with what you've got on your board right right now versus what what they did, which is just is to actually integrate it into like if you went to a guitar store to play it and try it out, vastly different than what the experiment that Josh did. Yeah. But which is 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 not a bad experiment, which is no. that I can take this pedal, I'm gonna make it sound good. Yeah. And everyone kind of laughs at it. I mean half but this is all the, f- the funny thing to me is like I never I never once thought the bad monkey sounded bad. Would it has you, a stupid name. That okay, okay. I didn't put that down here. <laughs> but really I mean that's if that pedal was called the the anything else. The the anything else we wouldn't I mean the 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 um heavy metal pedal, the grunge pedal, the metal oh, zone. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff gets made fun of because the name is kind of goofy. Yeah. Right? But if this was called like just the ultra distortion, no one would care. Right. Yeah. But Bad Monkey is, is legit funny. A green drive. Yeah. Anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's like matter. and that is a big part of like, can you believe the bad monkey? You're like, what? Right. Yeah. I, yeah. But that is half the battle here. But I do feel like the demo is like of course someone who is who knows pedals is gonna be able to make these things sound as close well, as possible. And that was things. another thing I thought was interesting is that like, you know, when we do sometimes we do an A B test. Yeah, we'll test it, and you want it like I say. If we're testing your Klon versus the Wildwood Mjolnir versus mm-hmm. the Joey Mjolnir versus the regular Gold Box, like we kind of want to set them all like to the same spot. Yeah, to kind of hear how they sound different. And I would be w- interested to ask Josh, like, did he how like much tweaking did you have to get to and settings on both pedals to get them to sound as close to each other as possible? Right. And in the video, do you hear them in isolation? No. It's all just in the band mix? And all in the band yeah. mix. Yeah. yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. that's a huge, like hearing, they're doing construction next door. So. Okay. Um, <clears throat> hearing it with like bass yeah. is really going to, like, you know, it just narrows down the frequencies that you can actually hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah. So it would be viable to like actually listen to it, you know. And this is definitely isolated. not a knock on Josh's is method. No. It's more me thinking about it. And it's a point I've made on the show before, but so much time is spent at home trying to dial in tone and thinking about it in this isolation. Whereas, like, 
Oh, for the most part, anything that you got on your board now is going to sound good when you get into it with a band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you'll yeah. you'll be fine. And that's kind of, you know, he doesn't go out and explicitly state that, but again, that's what I got out of it was I was like, oh man, like you could you could like to give any 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 pedal you can think of anything yeah. that's like and put it in with a good setup and in a good band mix. I mean, the bass and the drums sounded awesome. They well, always and, sound and really good if you're able to play your instrument. You know, well, that, yeah, that's the most important. Like I. The the this is a whole nother episode, but being able oh. to like tell people like, hey, you probably don't need all this stuff, <laughs> you know. It's like I mean that the joke that I had on when I went on the JHS show, the Mythos Minimalist Method, which I think yes. some people thought was real. Um, we should make it real. Well, I mean, like it it is kind of real because mm-hmm. that is my approach. Yeah. But the whole jo- like I think a lot of people miss the fact that like every sound or every jam i was playing a different guitar yeah <laughs> it was like just so stupid mm-hmm. but um but like i mean i i know exactly what josh was trying to do and then the blowback from it i think only had to concern with the fact that the price was going to get higher and that of course exacerbates itself yes because you know, everyone's like, well, if they're asking this, I can ask this. And it just keeps pushing till it. And the funny part about it is, is that like, I don't even think, I mean, the whole point of it wasn't necessarily that you needed to buy a bad monkey. Right. The point was you could get a good overdrive at a good price and you can make it sound good. Right. So if you went to go buy a a bad monkey and said, well, I need that. That was the wrong. It was that there's lots of really good options out there that you Mm -hmm. can pay. You could go buy a, any number of boss pedals that are they still in production that sound yep. really good doesn't have to, and then also, you know that there's 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 gonna be, as he said in in the video, just just wait a couple days or a couple weeks and it'll be all it'll be all right. over yeah and then and then you if you really want one, you can get a good you'll get a good deal on it again and and I w- I posted on Instagram just a story of me saying is anyone tired of all these bad monkey jokes because like. Of course, when these things happen, the whole community, the whole guitar space, like shifts to making that the entire focal point of everything they're posting. We are, and talking we are, about. We are that bored. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we have nothing to do. But <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I got a few comments and messages from people saying, you know, like uh, collectability is not real, all this stuff. He's like, yes, of course it fucking is. It is absolutely real, and that is and that is a huge point I have on my list here, which is the real reason people pay so much for pedals. I mean, like for for out of production pedal, like discontinued. Yeah, things? because I think that most of the examples that Josh had in the video was stuff that was out of out of uh, production. Yeah, nor the, yeah uh, from the original build. Yeah, because you want the original TS10, the right. era that John Mayer uses. You want uh, you know uh, full Ar- drive. Ar- and uh, yeah, exactly. And that is, I think that if there's one criticism I'd have of Josh, and and this is you know he's. You know who am I, right? Just some 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 asshole with a microphone <laughs> that you have uh, uh, emboldened with lots of donuts this morning. Yeah, well, hey, <laughs> and some coffee is the idea that like you know uh, throughout the demo he kept saying something like, "Well, this is a fifty dollar pedal, so there's no way it could sound like this pedal that costs thousands of dollars more." Right. And the only reason it costs that more is because of of scarcity plus hype. Yeah. Right. And that has nothing to do with like, you know, if we came out with an overdrive tomorrow and we charged $2,000 for it because mm-hmm. we said, well, this has got the juice. Yeah. It's got the secret sauce and everyone would laugh us out of business. 
maybe. Ooh, there, there, there it is. There's. I mean, like some people would buy it. And say like, oh yeah, yeah, I buy into this. I hear it. But everyone, like anyone that knows me and us, would know that oh, Zach would never do that. But, I know, but I, what I'm, what am I? To your point, yeah. To my point is, is that like I think that you have to kind of think about the intention of the pedal when it was when it was made. Yeah. And not think about like what the inflated prices are. It's just yeah. like if I'm sitting here yesterday, and I'm looking online and I see a slabboard telly going for forty thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, I know in my head that I don't have to buy that guitar to get a good telly sound, but I want to buy it because I think it would be really fucking cool to own a 1960 slabboard telly, right? Yeah. Like Robin Ford. Now, that to me is like the probably the main reason why it would be cool to get anything is right. because you want to say I have it. Yeah, and well, that's, I mean, and that's, that's really that's cool. It. Yeah, that's really cool. So if somebody wants to buy a, a bad monkey this week and pay three hundred dollars for it, so they can post a picture on Instagram. I mean, that's half the game, baby. Yeah, I mean... It really is. Uh, it kind of makes you wonder, like, is Reverb sponsoring these JHS videos? Because <laughs> imagine the, the the percentage revenue they're getting from these sort of things. Oh, did we just figure it out? <laughs> God damn. No, no, no. I mean, I don't... No, I no but I, I think that, like... And this is the question that I asked you, and this is sort of what kicked off the actual idea to do the show, was how many people will, will save up or spend their money on a clon because they think this is the only way for me to get the best tone possible. Mm, yeah. Like how, how, what percentage of people are actually out there thinking? Cause I think those are the people that are getting kind of made fun of this week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, there has to be a percentage of people that will, I mean, obviously, because if there weren't people forking over four grand or whatever, they're six grand. Yes. Then they would not be priced at. But are they that. doing it because they want to be part of the club, or do they think that the tone is so much better on that unit than anything they can buy that they have to pay that price? I think. Is it both? I, it's a li- well. It's a little of both. I think it yeah. has to be a little of both. Well, you, but I think you the, when you bought yours, yeah. How much did you? you, was, you talk, I talked about how much you paid for it. It was when like fifteen hundred and some yeah. dollars. And yeah. now it's it's ridiculous. So when well, but yeah. when you got it, I mean, it's sort of a. It was a rite of passage for me. I thought I've been working, making copies of this. I've played them. I've never owned one. I'm finally at a point in my life where I have the 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 means to do this. Yes. And Richie I, Rich over here. Well. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to do this for myself. Yes. Um, and it's, and it's a lot of it. It's also pedal history too. If you, if you are a, uh, there's a finite number of them. There's, well, the scarcity is a huge part of this. Yeah. I mean, they made more bad monkeys than they made claws. Undoubtedly. I mean, there's 8,000 claws who there's probably 80,000. There's a hundred thousand bad. And scarcity is a huge part of this. It's like, it's like if you could go on reverb today and there's 300 bad monkeys to buy and there's 10 claws, then. Right. You, that's, there's a reason well, why the price is the way it is. You know, it's like no one, uh, I mean, people scoff, but, you know, people kind of get, you know, why a burst is 300, you know, 250,000. It's because people are willing, because there's enough people that want it it's, yeah, that's willing to it's pay demand. for it. It's demand. That's all. It's everything basic is economics. Worth, everything is worth exactly the amount of money that someone is willing to pay for it. Yeah. That's how much it's worth. Yeah. That's it. And, it, you know, like there have been many times where I bought stuff. And I've gone, oh, that was probably too much money spent. But then I play it and I'm like, oh, I'm happy with this. So who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, that's kind of like, but yeah, the, um, it's, it's silly. I mean, like, I think if everyone can just chill out. Okay. The next time one of these videos happen, then, I mean, it's fun. It's fun to like be part of the, the, the joke, make the memes 
and um, try but, to capitalize on other people's yeah. own fervor. But uh, I, to me, it's just all a little like I, I get a little tired. I get burnt out on a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. really quickly. But I'm a bit of an old like stick in the mud. <laughs> you are, you are, you are, and and I don't say that in a mean way. That's no, I, why I know exactly what I. Am. I you, you are, and I I I kind of got tired of it really quickly, and 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 then I kind of shifted, and I said, no, let me let me try to dive in here and see what lessons I can learn from this, and that was, and that's the big thing for me is trying to understand, you know, like if you go to let's say Jason Isbell, yeah, who has a Klon. And yeah. has a 59 Les Paul. Uh-huh. Right? And you told him, you can't have your claw and you can't have your 59 Les Paul. Like, he'll be okay. Oh, yeah. But he has it because he can he can afford it and it's fucking cool. Right. But would he say that, that it actually does sound better than all the rest of them? Would he say that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely would. He'd say this sounds better than everything else. Yeah. And... and do do we do we mm, trust guys like that? Yeah. I mean, well... Yeah. He's played a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you've like, played a lot of stuff. Like if it, the, if it if it if it makes you think that, then there has to be something there for you. Even if, yeah, even, even if it's a little placebo. Well, I don't I don't think I don't know if there is a placebo effect with 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 those sort of things because there is inherent <laughs> there is magic and mojo in vintage yeah, gear. Yeah, there um, it is. But it it is all about how it connects with with you. And yes. I I played Red Eye. Um, I thought it was good, but Ed King, who uh-huh. who's, who owned yep. Red Eye, yep. um, he had a fifty. I think it was a fifty five Les Paul. It might have been a fifty four. Yeah. It was a Raptail two P nineties, and that guitar was because I, I when the when the when those guitars came to Carter after Ed passed. Uh, John was like, "Hey, can you come just make sound clips? I want to use them in stories." I was like, yeah. So I took mm-hmm. the ox and I played every one and made like thirty seconds. Yeah, just something, just chords, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one Les Paul Gold Top P90s, I I just looked at it for about ten minutes, thinking I have to figure out how to buy this because it was yeah. the, it was the best one in that lot, but also one of the best guitars I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and and to me. Yeah. Red Eye didn't hold a candle to that guitar and it was like 40 grand, you know, wow. which in comparison yeah. to to the other one, but scarcity say, plus desirability. Right. We understand how that works. But but all that to say is like of course these things I think if they connect with you and they make you get to the place that you want to go, then that Sorry. is the most valuable part yes of of whatever an instrument is. Yeah, and I and I think that player. at the at the end when we're talking about all that stuff, I think that's sort of where I the the sort of the stance that I take on it, which is like I don't want to have the bad monkey because I think it's a dumb name and it looks like <laughs> shit. Like I think it's stupid. And so, like, and I'm okay admitting that I want my board to have cool-looking stuff on it. Oh, that you make, want a clon on it, don't you? Yeah. I don't have any <laughs> desire for a clon. I have a Mjolnir. It sounds it sounds terrific. No, I know. But if I had the means, like, I, but everybody has their, but what I want to point about the slab board telly is that everybody has their thing. Yeah. And that is my thing. And I would know that I could get a custom shop telly, or I have a Novo F1 with a telly bridge, and it sounds fucking amazing. Right. And it's the, the, the second, first actual production one ever made. 
solace right. that Dennis Fano made for me for my wedding present. Right. And that guitar will be well, buried with me. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I'm taking the guitar with me. Yeah, it's, it. it's that guitar for me. But I'd still, if I had the means to pay 40 grand, it'll be 100 by the time I can afford. <laughs> would I buy a slab board till? Yes, because it's a 1960 and that would just be really cool yeah. to then have it. You can and, never, then they'll never be any more made even regardless of however many they made that's and that, that is year. and that is what we're talking about yeah here, really but you know it one last thing about the bad monkeys and all these people buying them uh, i hope that they get them and they absolutely love them i hope so too i hope they they if you spend uh i've i had one i probably bought it for 40 bucks yeah and i thought this sounds fine i bought it after watching phil x in fretted americana yeah. that was his overdrive he always used it in all those guitar videos and i loved it and I bought one, and I, th- I probably modded it because it was in Brian Wampler's book. Yeah. And um, I thought, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I uh, Okay. But I hope all these people that are spending the money just go, all right, yeah, that's worth, that was worth whatever I spent. And it's a fun little story. It's a bit. It's like, yeah. we, like I said, it's a being a part I, of the bit. I, I think, think the, it's a fun thing, too. The, the la- last thing. And the thing that I don't, the only thing about this whole situation that I don't like Oh. is all the people that come out moaning about you know the prices and like yep. Josh is inflating the thing like he's not doing anything he's he is i mean like i know he knows what's going to happen well i it, it yeah that as a I, we could have focused on that part of the show which right. is that Josh knows that this was a shit stirring thing yeah and he knows it's going to be good for engagement and he yes. knows that all that stuff, but that's a good. He's a good YouTuber. It's incredibly smart. He's a great YouTuber. And, and, and any other YouTuber worth their salt is going to do the same stuff. It just isn't a different industry or different thing. Yeah. But the thing that drives me crazy is what I feel like everyone else tries to come out, uh, and, and capitalize on. They try to ride his wave. Yeah. And I mean that happens almost every time. Yep. And it happens across. I mean, this is every you know, every industry. Uh, if you, if they have anything to do with social media, yep. they're going to do the same thing. But to me, it just feels cheap and lazy, and people are so devoid of their own ideas that they can't do anything but emulate and parody. And to me, it's just boring and lame. So. And we just did a whole episode <laughs> riding that wave, trying but, to get a, trying to try to reach that engagement. It's hard. It's. A, I mean, we're having an open conversation. Yeah, about I know. It, I'm just playing. Which I feel like is different than me saying making a reaction video, a rant, and, and, and ranting or or posting memes yeah. or making jokes or trying to sell a T-shirt or anything. And I know Josh sold a T-shirt, and that's, yeah. it's damn smart. Yeah, but um, I just like all the. There's a lot of other YouTube channels, and like yeah. there was one I won't name names, but after just like. Uh, he had a video a day for like a week just about the situation and i was mm-hmm. just like i'm sick of it so yeah, i hear you but and, anyway. and, no i'm, anyway, I'm anyway. joking more than anything about because i'm the one that's like hey this might be good for the show for us to talk about what everybody else is talking about but also like i hope and try our best that we're going to come at a different angle yeah come up with stuff that has real world implications for mm-hmm. for our listeners that care about you know their gear yeah and and kind of how how all that fits together and that we all take the right lessons out of this which is everything sounds awesome if you know what you're doing mm-hmm. and yeah to quote uh it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah uh don't get got go get yeah <laughs> where's my toe knife <laughs> all right well all right what do we got next zach we got what are you buying 
what are you selling? Which is, you know, I mentioned this on the last episode, but that comes out today. Yeah. Did we look? Is it right? Is it the 28th oh, wait, wait. or 24th? It comes out today is in... Today, We're recording on day. March 24th, and the new Resident out. Evil 4 remake comes out today. I played the demo, and it was so hard that I was... I, it's my f- probably my favorite game of all time. I think I have to say Destiny 2 is my favorite game of all time now, because I've played it so much. Yep, which, is pro- which it is, today. but... I always was long standing before Destiny that Resident Evil 4 was my favorite game yeah. of all time. Well, it's out today, so you can go to GameStop after work and. Uh, I have so much Destiny to play. I've oh barely my played God. it. I've barely played it. I got a, a three week old at home. It, it'll keep. The game I will know. Keep. I know. Okay. So, so Matthew, yeah. you go first. What are you buying? Well, we had our big, uh, uh, you know, Nashville Guitar oh. Store Tour Part 2. That's right. And the two big things that I wanted to try out was the Mark 7, mm-hmm. and I wanted to spend a little bit more time with the Fillmore 50. (laughs) Knock, knock, (laughs) knock it on YouTuber's door. And and so I got to do both of those things, Mm -hmm. which is great. Now, I did the same thing I did last time, which is the Fillmore 50. Last time, I wanted to hear you guys play it first. Right. And then now I played it. And then same thing. Like, I hear, I want to hear McKinley and Zach play things before I I do because they're much better players than me. I need to practice. Stop it. <clears throat> I got a cough button. Jeez. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Flemmy. So, Mark 7, Fillmore 50. Mm-hmm. I love them both. Mark 7 is twice as much. And it's and it's five times the features. Five times the features. All kinds of stuff on that Mark 7 I would never use. Yeah. But it, it sounded really good. I. It the, sounded really good. The pushed clean and like the crunch sound. Mm-hmm. Um, the high gain stuff sounded, sounded like yeah. the, you'd expect. But the... The lower gain stuff, I was shocked at how good it's. Well, the funny thing is, in the Fillmore Fifty, that was the best tone too. Is the clean tone cranked? Yeah, it yeah. sounded awesome. Yeah, and so Mesa, who knew that was going to be the best part? <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of people. I know. Do. I'm just playing. <laughs> it just, I don't think people talk about it as much. I think they've gone to the the uh, the dual rectifier, John Petrucci. Right. You know, does it chug? Right. Realm, and I think a lot of people are trying to get reminded of like the Mark series are like modded Princeton's right yeah and that was pushed fenders I mean like who are the guys that were starting to use those Keith Richards right yeah Carlos Santana not guys you know playing Meshuggah right right exactly so it's I think it's good to kind of think about that and 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 you know with the California Tweed and the Fillmore I think they were trying to bring things back down so people would kind of say hey like it's not just for people that are Chug City USA right but it's cool like I dig it (laughs) yeah so yeah, I'm, you know, it. so I'm, I've been, you know, said it on the show before. I'm in in the market for that stuff. I gotta sell some things, but well, I think it's time. Okay, I think it's time. So you're selling the same stuff you've been selling. I guess I, I have not had time. I think I gotta co- co- go to consignment. I think I gotta just back the truck up and drop a bunch of stuff off. Well, uh, why <clears throat> tomorrow? What we're going to a guitar show. We are going. We're going to the Amigo show tomorrow. Yeah. So should I just bring some shit with me? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> doy, doy. All right, all right. I'll bring some stuff with me. All right. So, uh, on our little Nashville guitar store tour, yeah. I bought uh, an old uh, SD one. I don't know exactly what it is because someone ripped the rubber plate off the bottom. But um, fun fact: if you open up the back of a vintage Tube Screamer SD one, anything really, yeah, um, the chips, vintage chips, yeah, are shiny. Oh. Um, they look polished, whereas new modern chips kind of have like a matte, like sort of like a texture okay. thing. 
knowledge. Yeah. So I opened it up. I saw that the the JRC 4558 chip was glossy. Yep. Uh, Brian Wampler had modded it, hey, which is cool. Fun. And um, it was a fair price for a uh, a vintage Japanese, hopefully Japanese. It might be Taiwanese. I'm not entirely sure, but it's an old SD one. It's cheaper than a bad monkey. <laughs> it is, right now it is. <laughs> uh, and then I also bought a Rico OCD, a full tone OCD, Sweet. made by Rico. Um, but uh, I did some research last night this morning and that's like a version 1.3 which is the favorite which is my favorite version oh okay so i I was playing i was like this sounds really good and then when i looked that up i was like oh of course i like it that's the one i like the most so that uh that's what i'm buying and then what i'm selling uh i'm probably gonna take my 73 les paul to the guitar show okay Uh, and i might take the vintage firebird just, oh, just because eh, maybe somebody gets itchy seeing it. Well, I mean, like the thing—the thing I'm thinking is like there could be something I really like. I like the Firebird, yeah, but I don't love it. That sounds so good. It does. And sound it looks good. cool as shit. It's super cool. Yeah, but there could—I mean, like that's an expensive guitar. I—I yeah. I truly lucked out on it. But we could. I mean, if we I do, could, we could see something. You do some damage. Wheel and deal. Maybe. Wheel and deal. Uh, and maybe I'll just take a bunch of Mythos pedals. Like, yeah, you know, I have these laying around. I don't mm-hmm. use them. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. Okay. So next, next portion. So we've got a section on the show here. We we've hammered it a few times now. Yeah. But we've got if you go to our anchor page, pedal pushers on anchor dot uh-huh. fm slash pedal pushers podcast. Anchor dot fm slash just, pedal. Just Google it and you'll see, right? You can leave us a voice message and ask us a question. And we got one. Adam Garver left us a voicemail. He asked hey. us a question. We're going to play it on the show. We'll play it right now. Hey, guys. I got a question for you here. I'm a huge Jimi Hendrix fan, um, and I'm making my own parts caster, and I don't want to go full reverse headstock, but I do want to have a little uh, nod to Jimi on the uh, visual aspect of the Stratocaster. Uh, so I'm thinking about going reverse uh, bridge pickup uh, with a Jimi Hendrix pickguard. Uh, my question to you is, is that just going to be a visual change or is there going to be a noticeable sonic difference uh, with that reverse slant bridge pickup? Uh, love the show, guys. Thanks. Wow, what a great question. Yeah. That was terrific. So to sum it up, Homie wants to know if he's reversing the bridge pickup, he's playing righty, he wants to reverse the bridge pickup to get some Jimmy vibes. Mm-hmm. How does that affect the tone? Totally affects the tone. And how? Well, okay, so if you think about it, the placement of the pickup is opposite it's like a it's like a telecaster yeah um so it's moving the pole pieces that would be normally closer to the the bridge on the the base side Mm -hmm. further away and then putting the treble uh, side of the pickup closer to the bridge so it changes the tension of like what it's it, where the pickup is picking up the yeah, vibration. Yeah, it's, it's 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 reversed. Yeah, it's opposite. Opposite. And I don't mm. know if he mentioned this because you were playing it, but I was getting things set up. Yeah. Um, if like one of the things about that, and Adam, if you're going to do this, I recommend going the whole way. Is you want to make sure that the pole pieces are opposite. Yeah. Uh, so far as how the stagger goes, because that's what we did with the Mythos set. But that plug. <laughs> well, they're gone now. Um, Future plug. But that, coupled with the backwards pickup, coupled with the reverse headstock, because mm-hmm. that's different tension too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it it that is the Hendrix sound. 
Yeah. Like that is the, the, one I, of the unmistakable things. Yeah. I remember talking to RJ about this. Yeah. Cause that's how, you know, it's, he's very adamant about that when he wants that, that sound to have the everything. Yeah. Cause remember when we were working on the Idris, he really wanted reverse headstock. I'm like, you're killing me, dude. I'm going to put out this brand new model. You're going to have a version no one can buy. <laughs> right. I'm like, you got enough Hendrix guitars. Just go with this, the the, the right. standard edges. But, you know, I hadn't really thought about it that much. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, when you actually just think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, of course. That's yeah. going to change so much about how it feels and the reaction because, the you know, it's just literally picking up the sound in a different place. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 a minor thing, but... I have played a lot of strats that were the Hendrix setup with the the pull pieces backwards and the backwards headstock, and it does it it. I think the ultimate thing is it feels mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, and then if you go so far as to use like Hendrix's string gauges, which are weird. Yeah. Um, they're like which you did that as well. I did, and I do like that, but um, I put the the strat back to like elevens and tuned down, but it um. Like if you want the Hendrix thing and you go all that way, that's exactly yeah. like if, as long as you can play like him. And I'm not saying I can, but if you can fake it well enough, yeah, the, you sound closer to how he sounds. So, mm-hmm. um, the it the where it's picking up the vibration, the balance of the strings, and the like the overall attack of the note, yeah, is different. One hundred percent. There you go. Cool, Adam. Do it. I appreciate that. And everybody, you. if you want to be on the show, you can be on the show. You, you can People can hear your voice. Just just, just say whatever you want. Mm. Talk some shit. <laughs> well, okay, maybe maybe we'll we'll actually screen it. We're not, <laughs> just, we're not just taking live callers. So Yeah. There you go. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Cool. And All then, right. lastly. Lastly. Ooh. We got to push something. We got that big tease. We got to get that big tease. I got to open my can. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Already opened my <laughs> <laughs> you all right? It was, it was fine until the end. You, you popped me. Yeah. Well, you know, these those plosives. This is the Lacroix. I'm used to the Kroger dog. So this. I is, think those taste way better than. Like, I got the last Kroger. The Krogers are so much better than Lacroix. Flavor wise? Yeah. Disagree. What? Yeah, I don't know. It tastes wow. more fake to me. See, this tastes more. This tastes way more fake to me. Man, it's a harder, <laughs> harder fizz on the, the the Krogers. That's what I like, man. Yeah, you, you want it's, your eyes to. I water. want, I want it to burn, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I want it to burn, baby. So, all right, what do we tease? Well, okay, this it's not much of a tease because this episode will come out the same day. Yeah, and I've been teasing it. Yes. So uh, what do you got? It's the Joey Mjolnir <laughs> back again in in a big box, just like Joey's OG. It's great. Um, now, unlike Joey's OG. I'm not hand making the circuit boards. Oh no! In these. <laughs> but um, basically, we we um, made a new layout for like uh, we we redid the Wildwood recently, yeah. and in doing that, I also was like, well, let's take the normal Mjolnir and make it into a big box and see how that sounds, and um, did it. It sounded awesome, and mm-hmm. then we threw the germanium diodes that we're going to use in the Joey's in one, and it was like. That's the sound. There it is. And uh, threw it in the box, and it's awesome. So we have 49-ish. We might set a few back in case there's some lost in shipping, so it'll be 40-ish or so. Yeah, it's going to go hot. Yeah, they'll go quick. Yeah. Um, But for those listening, especially if you're in the States, Joey is doing a tour uh, kicking off in May. Yeah. And at the shows, he's going to have some. 
Good. So you can buy one directly from Joey, uh, have him sign it, have Dave sign it. Um, and, 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 and like doing that, I'll, I will just say, Joey's not going to sell any of these. These are just going to be from us uh, for this batch. Ooh. But uh, if you want to wait and buy one from Joey, yeah, I wholeheartedly like support that because yes. doing that supports their band, supports mm-hmm. their families. There you go. Um, more than the percentage that we would give him uh, in in doing like an artist thing. So um, yeah, but the only bad thing is that the next batch was well, not bad, but the, the come next on, come the, on, <laughs> the next batch will be a slightly different color. Yeah, because. The first ones, the first, yeah. uh, the very, very first ones, and the ones that are made now are probably all the same powder. <laughs> That's because because um, your boy just bought it once. Cause, yeah, because Jacob had it. I mean, yeah. the, the fir- first ones might be like that might be a different batch, but Jacob lucked out and had that finish, had the powder left, mm-hmm. and it was just enough. And then we used all of it, and then the supplier said, "No, you have to buy fifty pounds, and it costs like twenty something dollars a pound." And, so and we're we're not going to make that many yeah, pedals. And that's that's I mean that's yeah, thousands that's a, and that's thousands a, of pounds. so many pedals. So it's going to go to a different finish that's going to be a little deeper, but it's it's. I think it looks great. It looks awesome. I think it's great. Uh, it's called Illusion Root Beer, and mm. it is uh, it's still orange, mm-hmm. but it's going to have like it's, it's, a, a little bit more of a metal flake, a little bit more of richer. a solid. Yeah. yeah, it's more of a solid finish, yeah. but it looks. It looks sick. They anyway, both look amazing. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but thanks, everybody. Cool, man. For listening. So uh, follow us on all the podcasting places. Follow yeah. us on Instagram. Yeah, we've got a dedicated Instagram account, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. You know, kind of uh, as we do the show, want to share more things. I'm you should be... take a picture of yourself every time you get out of the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and where am I focusing? <laughs> well, I've been, I mean, Ugh. I don't know. <laughs> Look like a drowned rat. I got so much beard right now. It's terrible. Um, need a haircut. No, no, no. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be posting sound clips from the episodes and some behind the scenes stuff and just, you know, jerking off. Just normal stuff, see? you know, just like that. So follow us. Uh, you'll see our, our our smiling cartoon faces. Yeah, on there great. really cap- captured our essence. Uh, I think so. My wide-eyed optimism and your your I devilish like a, smirk. Yeah, I have a smirk. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's me. Well, so right. that'd be cool. So the lessons we learned this week <clears throat> is pay whatever you want for gear that you want, and hopefully it'll make you happy. That's it. That's it, right? Yeah. Awesome. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>